Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Thank you. Be seated. To work or not to work? This is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind, no, no, no. That's the wrong story. This is that was Hamlet, not Luke. I'm sorry. I apologize for the confusion. Yeah, right. You all know me well enough now. And we'll get to the meat of this story together. In Luke's Gospels, it appears that from about Jesus' 30th birthday, Luke was not very forthcoming on where Jesus was. And that's including today. We just know it is one of the synagogues. We may not know where he was unless we read all the other gospels and then you put all those time frames and it's time consuming. But that's not really what's important here. What's important is we know where he's headed. He's going to fulfill prophecy in Jerusalem. So, it starts, Jesus is in a synagogue teaching. Now, where else are we going to expect Jesus to be on the Sabbath? Remember, this is that same Jesus at the age of 12 did not leave with his parents during Passover in Jerusalem. He went back to the temple to listen, learn, and teach. And it says, they were amazed at his knowledge. I wish at my age, I understood Torah as well as he did at his age of 12. That would be a wonderful thing. So here is Jesus, a man on a mission, because he knew he had a limited time to get all this teaching and preaching in before his ministry on earth was over. Let's face it. They weren't really doing a real good job following toward. When you think about it, how would you rate the world's performance right now today? I was asked that question recently and in my sarcastic ways, which is somewhat normal for me, I said, well, God did make it rain for a few days a while back. And there was Sodom and Gomorrah so are we any better off today? I sure hope so for all of us and for our kids and our kids. I, I'm hoping we are. I think so, maybe. Now, can we talk about this poor woman with no name for a minute? Again, somebody with no name in the Bible. It says she appears with a spirit that crippled her for 18 years. 
man, I feel for her. Because if you think about life spans, back then, that meant that most of her life was spent in this condition. But she appears. And naturally for me, I have a question. Was she there because word had gotten out about this young prophet and preacher was going to be at a synagogue on that particular Sabbath, preaching the word of God because she is such a religious person and a devout Jew? But we all know that the word is out about this Jesus of Nazareth. He's out there performing all these miracles and stirring things up. And you know, I love how Jesus can stir it up. He, oh man, I tell you what, he could rile up the Pharisees, the scribes, and those hardcore followers that listen to the Pharisees. I know I love to stir things up, and I know how well I do it by some of the names I've been called, but that's a different story. But you know what? I could really take lessons from Jesus because he did it for the good of the world. But back to our woman. Maybe this is one of those chance encounters with Jesus. I believe we've all experienced them types of encounters. I know I did when I met my wife. It was a situation that probably shouldn't have happened, but it did occur. That ring proved it. We just know that she was there. And was she there for teaching and preaching? Either way, she's there and it describes her health condition. The important thing is Jesus sees her. And obviously, I have a few thoughts and questions about that too. Number one, it doesn't say that she asked or begged for help. So did Jesus see her as a good person in a bad place? and deserve God's help. Number two, is this the opportunity for Jesus to drive his teaching points home by showing God's mercy and love? Three, is Jesus going to use this as a teaching for the benefit of the Pharisees? Because we all know that Jesus knows Torah inside and out. And what he's about to do could be considered blasphemy or violation of the written laws of Torah, which could be punishable by death. Finally, is it a chance for Jesus to do battle with Satan once again and free a good person and their soul? Myself, I think it's all of them. Jesus knew what he was doing. So Jesus acts on what he sees and calls her over here. Now we need to talk about the way Jesus did that call. He said, woman. Oh no, Jesus, you went there, didn't you, buddy? But we do know that that was somewhat commonplace back then. I've read that it was a sign of recognition and respect. He even called his own mom, woman. A couple times, and without having to go look it up, my mind remembered them. And that was the wedding at Cana and from the cross. Again, we know that women and children 
didn't count for much back then. Now, the way I would have handled it due to my Southern roots and my military upbringing, I would have said something like this. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Could I have a minute of your time, please? Now, I know that'll work. Now, if you address people that way today, I know I've got a few daughters that would go, oh, wait a minute. I know you ain't talking to me. But he heals her without any questions and concerns. And let's face it. Jesus knew all along what he was going to do. What does it say? She immediately stands up straight. I'll tell you what, what I wouldn't have done to have been there to witness this, because this is a turning point to me. Jesus is being viewed by all these peoples and leaders. That would have been a glorious moment to witness this whole act of love. And what does she do next? She praises God. This is a person who knows exactly where this miracle is coming from. This is where the real story really and the lesson begins because everyone, like I said, in that synagogue has just seen what Jesus has done and they know there is no work on the Sabbath, according to Torah, or is there? Jesus just challenged the existing regime, the normal of everything that all those devout Jews believed in, according to all the teachers of Torah. Jesus did this by showing his compassion love and healing powers of his father. Now we all know that there's two story, uh, two sides to every story. And if y'all wouldn't mind, I'll, I'll take the side of the Pharisees just for a moment. It's hard to do. I don't agree. I agree with Jesus, but I got to defend them and give them a little equal time up here too. This could be defended in a couple different ways. The first is that if they are truly devout Jews who follow Torah to the letter of the law, then it is a violation of Torah to work. I refer you, and I didn't bring them up here to read them, but Exodus 20.10, also Exodus 31.14-15, Leviticus, obviously, 23.3, and Deuteronomy 5.14. And I know there's probably others, but you know, I didn't want to sit up here and write a book. Second fact is that the Pharisees, the leaders, the scribes, their position of power, their lifestyles, their social status is seriously being challenged. This is a direct threat to everything they know because they have been teaching according to their interpretation of Torah. And why? Because they've never been told any differently. Jesus is the first person to really try to enlighten them to the intention of the law, not the letter of the law, but what God intended us to do. So Jesus, yet again, tries to explain to them, 
refer you right back to today's readings, verse 15, about the oxen and the donkey. Then again, you can find it in Luke 6, 6 through 11, and Luke 14, 1 through 6. Plus, we all know there are numerous examples through the New Testament where Jesus was trying to educate the individuals back then. This is a clear case to me of the letter of the law versus the intent of the law. As I said, I accept Jesus's way. It makes a whole lot more sense, especially if we're supposed to love one another. I also love how Jesus appeals to their common sense in verse 16. Jesus is stating she is a daughter of Abraham, one of God's chosen, a Jew whom Satan has attacked. But when Jesus frees her, it's more than just her body. He has freed her mind and soul from the devil's control. So when you think about it, it's a miracle that occurred on the Sabbath, not work. Is there any better time to teach, preach, and show the love of our Creator than on the Sabbath of the morning? Then we close, the leaders are shamed, they got egg on their face again, and all the people are happy. They have a happy ending. So, so I ask you again to work or not to work. I believe we know the answers to that question. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.